0: Hello everyone, good to see you. My name is Ankle Milman. Our website is cwwi.eu, Church Without Walls International. We are part of a worldwide network of house churches. If you are interested in that, if you want to have real relationship with people, getting to know the Lord more, and just with family and friends together in your home or in someone else's home, go to our website, a lot of articles. Go to another website, www.cwowi.org, you will find a lot of articles about house church but the videos i'm doing are, they are always about different most of the time about different subjects and today i want to talk to you uh is it true that once you sin you're always a sinner you know recently i was listening to a song and it had a wonderful melody but one of the, uh, the phrases or one of the things they sang it was i was always a sinner no i am just a sinner saved by grace And I knew those were born against Christians, and they were saying, I am just a sinner, saved by grace. Is that true? You know what people say when you were once addicted uh, to drug, for instance, or to alcohol or any other addiction? You They say, well, when you were once a drug addict, you will always be a drug addict or alcohol addict. Uh, And they say you have to be careful not to fall into, into that trap again, because... Once an addict, that is who you are and that is what you will be your whole life. You just have to be careful what you do and what you don't do. So could you also say once a sinner, always a sinner? Is that true? Is sinning a part of who you are, something you can't help to do, but you just do it and you have to learn to live with it? Or is it not true? What does the Bible say? And of course we know what the Bible says in 1 John First chapter Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But maybe you feel like, but I'm sinning, I'm doing so many wrong stuff and I try to do my best, but I fail over and over. And maybe you can identify yourself a little bit with Paul. For instance, in Romans, the seventh chapter, starting with verse 18, he says, I know nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what's good, but I cannot carry it out. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. It is sin still living within me that does it. I love God's law with all my heart. But I see another power within me that is at war with my mind. And this power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? And of course, later he gives the answer. He said, but it's through Christ. But maybe you feel like Paul, like I want to do the right thing, but I fail over and over again. I want to do the good thing, but I just can't do it. And you know what is true? The more you focus on something, the bigger it becomes. And you want to do good. But the more you focus on not sinning, the more you will sin. And then you might say, see, there it is. I am still a sinner. I can't help it. That's who I am. Well... In the Old Testament people had still a sinful nature no one could be born again no one was born again but they were declared righteous like for instance Abraham was declared righteous because of his faith of his faith in God but in the New Testament you know when Jesus was uh, died and and he rose again it says in Romans 10:9 when you can be saved if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Uh, the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved so that happens after uh, jesus died on the cross and was risen from the dead so before that no one uh, could have that uh, could be born again they were still sinners they had a sinful nature and under the old covenant of course people made sacrifices because the blood of animals and uh, covered the sins of the, uh, the sin of the people And then it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, and this is good news, but, but Jesus became sin for us. When he was on the cross, he became sin for us. Why? That we might become the righteousness of God in him. And then it says in verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, if that is you, if you are born again, you opened your heart. Please, Lord, come into my heart. I want to know you. Forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Right. So you had to be born by the spirit. That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3. You have to be born, born of the spirit. So on the inside when you are born again you are a new creation it says in colossians first chapter verse 22 that you are holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight well you are righteous in right standing with god that's how he looks at you that's maybe not the way you look at yourself because you look at all your failures and the things you still do wrong and, and the things you do not do right okay but God looks at you, and He see He looks at your spirit, and He sees that you are uh, set, uh, are blameless, and above approach. He not only forgave your sins; what He did, He not only took away the sins, but He made you new on the inside. Because when He would only t- take away our sins and forgive us. You know that was just part of the problem that we had, but we still—if we still would have that sinful nature—we would keep sinning and sinning because we can't help it. So they say sometimes a sinner sins because it's his nature; he can't help it to sin. You know, but uh, uh he so he not only forgave us, but he gave us a new spirit. He created us new, so from the inside out. There is something new, There's a, that's righteousness and that holiness that is that you want to do good. It's Christ in you. So a sinner can choose, uh, a sinner uh, sins because it's his nature. But when you as a believer sin, it's because you chose to do it. It's not your nature anymore. And it's not your righteousness. You think maybe if I do everything right, I am accepted by God. But it's not your righteousness that will change your nature. It says in Philippians 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 9, it's not by our own righteousness, but our uh, deeds that we do, the, the righteous deeds. But it's by the righteousness that is from God, by faith. So it's not your righteousness that made you righteous. It's his righteousness, his holiness. And you are blameless because he was blameless. You are sinless in your spirit because he was sinless. Okay, so a sinner, when you understand it, what, that the sinner still has that sinful nature... You know, probably many people who do not know the Lord, who are, still have that old nature, that sinful nature, but they can choose to do right, good things, right? Many people do good things and help others and so on. So they can choose to do good things. But do all those wonderful things they do, do they make them righteous in their spirit? Do they change their nature? No, of course it doesn't. So when you say to, uh, 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 in another way, when you are born again and you have... A righteous nature, the nature of God. Even when you miss it, all the things you do wrong, do those things do you do change your nature? No, of course not. Doesn't mean when you do wrong now and then that you sin now and then. That suddenly your nature you are not uh, created holy anymore, not righteous anymore, and you are then. Suddenly, your nature changed to be a sinful nature. No, of course not. That can that does not change. So a sinner sins because it's his nature, but you, when as a born again a person, you sin because you chose to do. Have you noticed how Paul addresses the Christians in every letter he wrote, <clears throat> and he calls them saints, holy people, set apart. For instance, to the Romans, he says, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, God called saints. To the Ephesians, he said, to the saints who are in Ephesus. To the Philippians, he says, to all the saints who are in Philippi. To the saints who are in Colossae and then to to the Corinthians, he says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth. To those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called saints. And the amplified says it like this to those sanctified, set apart, and made holy in Christ Jesus who are selected and called as saints. Wow, that is amazing that you might you might think, Wow, well, Paul, why are you saying they are saints? Are they holy? They they never sin and so on. But look at their behavior, Paul. Look at think again what you were saying. Because in Ephesians And he he tells them that they are, he he actually says, well, you are still walking as the rest of the Gentiles. In chapter 4, they were lying. And he says to them, put away lying and speak the truth. And then those Corinthians, well, there was immorality in the church. There was envy, strife, division. There were men in the same house just suing each other at court. Some were having sex with prostitutes. I say okay, Paul, you can't say that those are saints. Yeah, Paul said you are saints. Why did Paul call them saints? Because he wanted to remind them of who they are on the inside, what had happened to them. He says in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 8, such were some of you. He listed a lot of things that he did before. And he says, such were some of you, but you were washed and you are sanctified. and You were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus by the spirit of our God. And then he says in verse 20, you were bought at the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, who are you in, on the inside? Are you born again? Did you invite Jesus into your heart? Isn't it Christ lives in you, right? And Do you think he would live in your spirit together when there was still sin and so on in your spirit? No, he's a holy God. When he lives in you, your spirit is holy, sanctified, righteous. It's not your holiness, not your righteousness. It is his holiness because he lives in you, right? But then in Romans 12, of course, you know that scripture. He says that you that we have to present our body a living sacrifice a sacrifice meaning you tell it what to do and what not to do a sacrifice is dead has no say that's what you do and do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so renew your mind every time you use you think I'm still a sinner because when you think you are still a sinner you will do those things that you won't don't want to do. And you think, oh, okay, I can't help it. It is just the way it will be the rest of my life. No, but when you know and when you see the word that Jesus uh, and that the Bible talks differently about you, that you are holy and set apart, live up to who you are on the inside. In Ephesians 4, you have to read it in your own time. Chapter 4, starting with verse 17, and then it goes on till the end of the chapter. By the way, the first three chapters of Ephesians, uh, Paul talks about what Christ did for them, who they are, that they are seated at the right hand of God, and so on, and so on. And then he says in verse 17, Now I say, therefore I say, because of all the things that he has done for you, and who he is and who you are, you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walking in the futility of their mind. And then it says, oh, well, you have not so learned Christ. You were told with him, you have to put off. uh, concerning your former conduct, the old man, be renewed in the spirit of your mind." Put away lying. Put away. That's up to you. Do the right things. Now you know what who you are on the inside, what Christ has done for you. Appreciate it. Value it. And, and, and change your thinking and, and tell your body not to do it anymore. You can do it. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have Christ in you. So are you a sinner? No, you are not a sinner. You are a saint. And I will call you saints. See you next week. Next time. Bye bye.